Hello everyone, welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Please be aware of spoilers, otherwise you may find out that Lumpy may be an abused child. This is the final week of our Star Wars Summer Series, and it has been a doozy. Today we'll be talking mm-hmm. about some Star Wars spin-off films, but I shall not do it alone. I'm joined by uh, a bounty hunter that never removes his helmet, Jeremy Leguie, and a pervy it's old Wookiee grandpa, Sonia Stanger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. How are you? Good. Great. Yeah, I'm doing 100% Yeah, right now. Jeremy's doing, Jeremy's doing 100%. Yeah. Listeners don't know that every time we have seen Jeremy in the last couple of weeks, he's either burnt his hand to a crisp or like in is a in a different, different location. location. Stressed. Yeah, there's and a... any 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 layer of normal thing. But uh, I think COVID has affected time in a particular way, sort of stretching it and squishing it. Mm. Oh, it'll you know. do that. It's a real Jeremy yeah. Barry situation. <laughs> <laughs> too true, Sonia, too true. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys. So we watched all of the films, and now we're moving on to uh, some spinoffs. Why are there so many of them? There are dozens, if not, I dare to say, hundreds. Um, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I think it's a a situation of uh, there was money mm. made and then everyone was like we got to figure out ways to get because even the merchandising for all this was pretty prolific still is yes yeah oh. um so I I think it's just a big cash grab yeah some of which is great some of which is not so great I haven't even seen Asoko in anything yet and I want to buy a, a figurine of her. She seems cool. <laughs> she is cool. And she's coming, I was reading that she's coming into season two of The Mandalorian. That it's, yeah. I Everyone's, no one at the top has confirmed it yet, but at this point, would it be too much of a disappointment if they didn't do it? Yeah. Wait, who? Um, Her name is Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And she is a Jedi who was a... Ex, Ex-Jedi. Oh, is she? Okay, this, yeah. I don't even really know much about her, but she was like... Uh, a Padawan uh, during Order 66, but she survived, oh. and she just seems cool. Yeah, no, uh, very interesting character, and, like, I think the, because she's from Clone Wars, mainly, and they had seven seasons of developing her, because, like, we all know what Anakin and Obi-Wan are, so there's no need to spend time there. Let's focus on this other person, mm. and it worked out really well, I think. Yeah. I did not watch any of the Clone Wars series. Same. I just didn't have time. I was There's like, no I can't. I don't have time to get into this right now. No. They, uh, they should like make a list because the Clone Wars, like, it's all these sort of different specific stories. So like for like a whole season, you don't even see Anakin or Ahsoka sometimes. Mm. And uh, they should just make a list of like, here are the ones you need to watch to understand like the core story we need uh, the uh, i'm sure some some nerd has someone has we need the edit from the the 70s show guy oh yeah That's the topher true. grace edit we need the topher grace <laughs> edit on this on the clone wars we need it so bad <laughs> yeah um because i was reading and the upcoming stuff that's happening there's like rumors of a taika waititi star wars film yes uh, a uh, ryan yeah a ryan johnson trilogy interesting um, and, like, Lucasfilm announced a series of books and comics that are, like, 200 years prior to Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And then, plus, Mandalorian's got season two and three coming down the pipe. And I just, I guess I'm shocked that there's still so much to happening with Star Wars. Yeah, no, it's I, a gift I think... It's keeps on yeah, giving. Yeah, and, like, there's... Because now there's also, like... like I don't know, 30 or 40 years worth of other adventure books that exist Mm. that are now not part of the story. But I think they're called, like, uh, Legacy. Like, it's all Star Wars Legacy is the new brand. But they're still selling all those books and comics and everything that now didn't happen. But, uh, you know, like, you can read as much about Luke as you want. So who who decided that those things are outside the canon? Disney did. They, they mm-hmm. there's a there's so this is a fun fact. 
there's a dude, and his job title is Master of the Holocron. Excuse me. And he works me? at Disney, <laughs> and he just manages what is and what isn't in the canon. That's like a more and, important uh, job than the Pope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what he's called. And uh, he just, um, you know, like, keeps the whole story in his head or with his team in his head or whatever. And they just make sure things don't go against other things that have occurred. And, uh, yeah, they just basically, like, this didn't happen, this happened, and that's how they operate. Who 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 have voted for him? <laughs> like, why does he Shut get up? to well, do it? Well, there's the... There's the board of Holocroners, and they all nominate every 20 years. <laughs> and then some green smoke comes out of a chimney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And every time a new master comes, his hat gets bigger. <laughs> Full of cannon. You can see them all across the Disney park. Amazing. Um, yeah. Did you guys watch Rogue One? Yes. Yeah. So Rogue One came between so in this last trilogy they play they had the first one and then they had rogue one in between the first and the second Mm -hmm. which i was confused by at the time because i didn't really know the timeline or the series that well but now that i know what's going on i really enjoy this film i think rogue one might be my favorite star wars movie well, that's a little bleak, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, um, sorry, go ahead, Jer. Well, just watching it this week, I, I kind of... I don't know if I, like, had a version of it in my head or something, mm-hmm. but it was, like, way better this time around. Oh, that's good. I just enjoyed... I enjoyed it way more, and a lot more of the sort of, like, terroristy themes came through for me, even though they were clearly there the first time I watched it. Mm. But... Um, I don't really like what I can't remember her name. The main actress, Jen? Felicity. Oh, uh, Felicity Jones. Yeah, I I'm not like a huge fan of her just in general. You didn't but, like seeing um, her support her husband Stephen Hawking. That's the only thing I no, got her from. No, it's not. It's just not. Yeah, it's not. But um, everyone else is like a dynamite character in this movie, and they're just selling it so hard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I liked. Is that just seeing this incredible strong group of people all like doing their small part against the empire. Um, It was just like, I was like, oh yeah, there's a ton of people fighting this. It's not just the same lamos that we keep following day after day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, it was nice to see some people who aren't part of that. I don't know. Elite. Yeah. The click. (laughs) The Skywalker. click. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I like, I mean, I people talk about how it, like, fixes a few of the plot holes or, like, explains some of the things that were never explained in the original films. But also, yeah, it just is so... I feel like it is an actual war movie. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, I've talked about this before, it's like, it, I, I appreciate having that kind of, like, gravity and the deepening of the sort of, like, the, the stakes of uh, an actual war. Like, mm-hmm. I like seeing that. Yeah. But they also did, like, a lot of smart things with, like, reference to that scale. Mm. Like, where they blew up the whole city with the super big gun. It wasn't, like, a planet blowing up gun. It was just, like, a part of a planet blowing up gun. Or the relationship between Jin Erso and her dad. Yeah. Which is, like, the core of what the story is about. Mm. But how, like, you know, like, he basically gave up his life with her to make sure that this one thing could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was, it was really interesting. And she and, uh, sacrificed her life to make sure that other people found out. Yeah. And then a million right. other guys sacrificed their lives trying to pass that word from like person to person. Yeah. That floppy disk. <laughs> that, yeah, that floppy disk as Darth just was slaying them. Mm-hmm. That was, I it very much enjoyed that. Just yeah. seeing, like, but then it, moments before A New Hope. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Right, takes you right in. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Now, there's another one that came then between the two and three, and that is called Solo. And that's an I'm, origin story of a man named Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about how you guys feel about this one. 
Uh, well, first and foremost, it has what may be the worst movie moment of all time, where Han Solo receives his last name. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And and like the world collectively, like you could hear people covering their eyes and touching their foreheads just because. Just like no. It was so. So cheesy. It's so cheesy. <laughs> just, and then they kind of uh, do it again with Chewie. Yeah, I didn't appreciate yeah, do. Chewie's origin story. That was because it's lame. like, his it also conflicts with the holiday special, which we'll talk about after. Yes, but and it's like, we know the holiday special is canon. <laughs> exactly. It, but it's is like, it canon? I don't no, think I don't. so. I almost <laughs> okay. certainly not, because otherwise Chewie has a family that he just neglects. Anyway. Um, That's the Wookiee way. Because what happens is they're, like, sitting and talking to each other at, right after Han and Chewie meet. And he's like, so what's your name? And then Chewie, like, makes his uh, Wookiee vocalization. And then it kind of sounds like he says Chewbacca. Like, it's kind of like, well, no, I'm not even going to try and do it. It's not and- do it. <laughs> it's like, I would also like to it's do like, it. It's like, I can't do it. I can't do it, you guys. Um. <laughs> But then it sort of just sounds, it sounds a tiny bit like he's saying Chewbacca, and then so Han's just like, oh, Chewbacca. Great. And you're like, no, like, that's not how this works. <laughs> just because you don't speak Wookiee, like. But he does speak Wookiee. That's why they became friends. Yeah. No, he can, he can, he can understand Wookiee. A little oh, bit. But he can't yeah, speak like, like Yeah, no, he's not, I guess he's that's not true. going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just felt that was lame that Chewbacca is like a feral monster. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm actually like a refined fighter. A refined gentleman. Is, yeah. The people, yeah, we're using him as like to kill, to kill deserters. Mm. And then all of a sudden he's it's chill. a very specific job. He's very chill. He's always been chill. Yeah, that's um, why I was like, he's, he is a gentleman and a scholar. And I didn't exactly. Yeah. And a great pilot. And it's really rude that he didn't he never gets graduated to lead pilot of the Falcon after Han dies. He still stays I the co pilot. Did you notice that? I think I think he is the pilot, mm. actually. The whole time? Because uh yeah, because everyone online uh I have not researched this a whole lot, but the running theory is that the driver's side is the the same as it oh. right, is, is is on the outside. Because there's a bunch of other instances where that's where it is. That makes sense and because like, Han's always Han... splitting out of the cabin to go somewhere. Yeah. That's true. And uh, we've never really talked about this, but that thing seems really complicated to fly. The Falcon? Like, there's so much going on. Yeah, they, like, you're not just sitting there driving. Oh, no, like, you got to flick buttons there. constantly. Yeah, there's switches and screens and yeah. toggles. Bloops. So, you know, it's a bleeps. whole thing. Bleeps and bloops. Yeah. You gotta turn the rotary girder, and it's endless. Um, yeah. Would it surprise you guys to know that Solo is one of the most expensive movies ever made? Mm. It's like it's like number seven. It, really? It, I, I mean, it there's cost, a lot of animation. It costs yeah. two hundred and seventy-five million dollars. I wonder if that's because they had to do like Ron Howard came on after. Yeah, yeah. To do all I think it's because the... they basically had to make two movies. Yeah. But yeah, I was very surprised because like everything above it is like Marvel movies, one mm. Star Wars movie, and then like uh, that's basically. Yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't think of it as like the most expensive looking Star Wars movie, but they do go yeah. to a lot of different planets as well. So like I'm sure they had to animate a lot of different scenery mm-hmm. and like know. that whole mine. Yeah, place that's that they what made. I was like. Thinking. That was all. Yeah. But anyway, back to your original point, Sean. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like. I was really expecting not to like it the first time I watched it. Yeah. And I've watched it a few times since because I really do enjoy it quite a bit. It's fun. Like I, re- I, I really think it's really great. And I think and, that um, Alden Ehrenreich was given like a pretty thankless job, and I think he did great. He was like just a a real cad. And yeah. I don't know. I, I really liked his performance as Han. I feel like he's never going to be cast in anything else ever again now because yeah, of this. Yeah, he's, he's done. And also he's because done. Disney really, I feel, did this movie dirty. They, like, didn't put a lot of money into marketing it. They basically kind of, I think once everything happened where they had Ron Howard come on and everything, they were like, this is a mess. We're not going to mm-hmm. really put this out there. So it wasn't advertised very well. And then it did really poorly in terms of... um 
you know, box office sales, especially by Star Wars standards. And then what I think is disappointing, and someone told me this this week, is that they were planning on doing a Lando movie and another one, I think, after this one, mm-hmm. and then they just scrapped them after this one did poorly. And I'm like, yeah. I want a Donald Glover Lando movie. He's the best part of this whole movie in my mind. I think not the he, best part, but I'd watch that. Oh, he's so good, though. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's I would like good. a Lando movie. Yeah, he suffered from some, I feel like, some tonal issues, probably mm-hmm. between the mixture of different directors. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I was like, this is a comedy character. Like, when they're talking about him, like, sleeping with his droid and, like, just, yeah. like, some of the things, and, like, him doing his recordings, I thought was supposed to be a comedy moment, but then it wasn't really played that way and then it just mm. kind of was awkward i thought yeah. it was a comedy moment but that's interesting huh. yeah i yeah well well and lando like he's supposed to be it's it's actually we should probably talk about this just because it's there's like a star wars thing that happens where like oh boba fett is the coolest thing that we've yeah. ever seen but he only has five minutes of screen we time. don't know anything about him yeah, and like you know, Babu Freak. The Babu Freak, like, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's endless, li- and Lando's kind of one of these because he gets some time in, uh, well, I guess in now the end of both trilogies mm. here, but um, you know, like it's all of this stuff is where like Billy D's smoothness came from, and like he, I don't know what came first, Lando or Colt Colt Forty Five, but now they're a synonymous sort of entity in my brain. Mm. Like, if Lando just reached down and pulled up a Colt 45 and started drinking it, I would be totally fine with that. You would. <laughs> like, like, that's like, oh, yeah, that's what he would do. That's what he would drink. That's what, that's, yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's that funny. might not be okay. That's but. funny. It's <laughs> um, also, like, you guys were talking a little bit about the eye-rolly, like, cringiness of how many sort of winky references they made to, like, to the originals. And, yeah, this solo is chock full of them. Mm. Just, like, now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of any. But, like, <laughs> just, like, small sort of origin stories of, like, how things came to be. Uh, or, like, just small jokes about, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something now. I feel like there was a Stormtrooper joke about them not hitting stuff. You know, things like that. Yeah. Well, it's, they're in they're in everywhere. But that being said, like the spoiler alert, the ending where you find out this super bad evil crime boss is Darth Maul. Like that was like a huge moment. Like I was like, like I think my mouth was wide open when it, oh. it revealed it, just because I was like, yeah, he would be that scary if mm. he was the one in charge of all this, mm. right? Like that. Oh, that yeah, that makes sense. And like confirmation that he is still alive, and you find out later. If you, in Clone Wars, exactly how that happens, but um, you know, at the time it was like, holy cow! Like this is a this is a huge line in the sand here, and uh, the fact that there isn't more is heartbreaking. Yeah. Also, I didn't really like Kira that much, or like she oh, wasn't yeah. given yeah. a ton. Well, yeah. Emil- it's so tough with Amelia Clark because, like, I think she's a good actress, but she got so famous right out of acting school, and I feel like it kind of just like froze her in this one style of acting that she has like kira is like reacted to things in the same way like it's almost the same character as daenerys in a lot of ways where you're just like what are you doing <laughs> like it's, it's all eyebrows in space. it's all eyebrows. A lot of eyebrows but um no tea no shade to her <laughs> great job amelia um but yeah um i forgot what i was gonna say i don't know um, we could move on to The Mandalorian. Mm, sure. Let's. Sonia, have you watched any? Sorry mm-hmm. to ask you, this is your drinking. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> I wa- I've watched most of the first season, and then I started a rewatch, but I only got four episodes in. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, you've watched the you've whole watched thing. I've watched most. Of, <laughs> I've watched most of the first season. And Jeremy, um, I presume... I I uh, I watched it in one day actually. When wow. It came out. wow! Not not um because it did release slowly like week by week, like old TV shows of olden years. Of um, your, of your yeah. Uh, but um, no, I didn't mean to. 
but uh, I was just like, oh, I'll just watch another. Oh, I'll just watch another. And then, um, you know, they I had to just deal go with down that. so smooth. Yeah, well, I had to deal with the child, right? So there's like some pretty substantial <laughs> the breaks there. The child, my child. Um, but how? Like, it's not that long, right? Like, it's not. No, four, there's like five eight episodes, hours. and they're like twenty minutes each. I think they're forty. I think they range. What? I think one's twenty, and some are forty. Yeah, you know totally, what? I think you're right. Yeah. They're all different lengths. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, I just like yeah I enjoyed them so much and um I just love all of the strange characters in that world that just pop in and pop out like Cara Dune is so interesting um and she's got the biggest guns in the universe <laughs> physically <laughs> and obviously like the child was like a major pop culture moment. Or mm-hmm. Baby Yoda, as many people know him as. Yeah. Or, I don't know. We don't I know. I know this child. Mm-hmm. Them. Yeah. We don't, um, yeah. It, it's still a big deal, right? Like, people are still pretty obsessed with Baby Yoda, I would say. I think so. And I think when it comes back, like, I think they've got to not step it up, but, like, you know, if, if there was 10% of the population on them then, you know, now there's 70. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a lot of people who are like, I don't know what, at all what this is about. I'm not sure. You know, like, it, it seems too niche or something from the onset. But uh, I think it, hearing anything about, like, a more base-level story in Star Wars, I think is where we're at right now. Mm. And we've kind of talked about how, like, you know, there is some appeal to watching the life of a farmer or whatever in Star Wars just because I don't really know what that's like. And I, yeah, I'd probably watch it for, well, I kind of already did watch it for 40 minutes. But, um, you know. That's the uh, thing is we see, like, a million planets. And we mm. see people hopping from planet to planet doing, like, big ship stuff. But this so rarely we get to focus on, like, someone that just lives and dies their whole life on one planet. And just does, you know, stuff like that. And I'm interested mm. in that, mm. in those people. And also, I would like yeah. to see a census of the universe. The same. As would I. As would I. My my big one that I always like it always hits me every time I watch something like this is like I I I don't know the name of it, but the village where he meets that sort of love interest for a while. Yeah. I'm I'm just always like, how do you guys not have all the technology stuff that ever like like is this by choice? Are you that is it the planet is that broke? Like what what is what is happening mm. here? And uh you know, I would I would like to see, you know, Star Wars Accountant. I would watch that just to see how he, like, deals with that. That's funny. <laughs> What's a credit worth to a dollar? You know, give me the give me the real numbers. Jeremy wants the details. I would love to see it. I don't want to watch a line. whole show about it. I don't want to see suit Star Wars for ten seasons. That sounds awful. But, I mean, for an episode or two, I'd watch that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm really curious how their economy works. Yeah. And many other things, actually. <laughs> I know. There's like an, if there's an entire planet devoted to moisture farming. There must right. be planets devoted to how, things I can't even think of. Like, trade yeah. must be so complex. <laughs> it, honestly, it must be. And maybe that's why it's been glossed over. Maybe they're like, we can't nobody knows how to handle yeah. it. Yeah. Unless you that have an economics all- degree, you're not going to understand. <laughs> Every Wednesday for three hours, that master of the holocron tries to figure it out, and he just goes into a closet with a bunch of stuff on the walls and gets a nosebleed, because he just can't make it work. Yeah. <laughs> well, he really shouldn't be master of the holocron, should he? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I didn't vote uh, for him. <laughs> <laughs> Not my master of the holocron. <laughs> um, make the guys, holocron great again. Do you guys have anything more to say about the Mando? Pedro Pascal is um, so great. I would marry him yeah. right now if I could. I probably would too. Um, and his no, it's, face looks remarkable for being in a helmet for 20 years. Or whatever. Yeah. Would, wouldn't it be immaculate? Like, wouldn't it just, like, be untouched from the sun and, like, appear white? Oh, to me, pale? it would be, like, sunken and lily white. Uh, uh, well, he, he does take it off. He just has to be alone, though, right? 
Oh, yeah. But sometimes but, you don't know um, when you're alone. That's true. Have you guys seen the featurettes about how they've made The Mandalorian? Have you watched those at all? No. Oh, there's some pretty cool stuff there. Um, and it talks, like, every episode is sort of team-directed by a bunch of people. Mm. And, like, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, uh, John Favreau, George Lucas, the, te- uh, the team's huge. Uh, I, there's so many people I can't even remember names right now. It doesn't matter. But um, people sort of direct scenes that they're more, like, comfortable with. Mm. Oh. And, uh, yeah, Taika Waititi, like, he did the big end scene. Like, that was, like, his thing. Because it is sort of this awkward, funny standoff thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it works so well. And it's actually kind of hard to see his sort of hand in there just because it isn't blatantly hilarious. But, um... Uh, it's just surprising that they that's how they did it. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do, like, if they bring anyone else in or if they still sort of group do it or what. Mm. But it's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm interested in that as well. Well, why don't you guys... We should think about that. <laughs> and why don't you guys go run along and pour yourself a warm glass of blue milk. And we'll be right back talking Star Wars on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We are back on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We will continue with Star Wars in a moment after we play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. I can't remember if I did that oh. one already. I think I did. You have, but it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's still pretty good. Uh, I'm now realizing that I forgot to tell you guys what it was in, in advance in any way, shape, or form. It's okay. But we wait. can jump around on our feet. Can yeah. I redo it? Yeah. Can't believe I hadn't done that one yet. The Cantina horn. It's my favorite Star Wars song. That's that's it's really good. Solid. Uh, For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally moments this week because we are out of content. Uh, Pick choosing a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what. They think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a big old laugh. Are you guys ready <laughs> to play the game? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this week's title is Caravan of Courage. That title mm. again, Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage? Yes. Well, to me, I believe that it is, uh, in the future, it's all veterans of the war against the empire and they um they do their annual uh you know truck around the the galaxy visiting each planet all of the the elderly veterans that fought uh darth and people give them presents and like blankets and um it's kind of heartwarming but it's also like it's a little darker Mm. because you know they all they have ptsd they all have problems okay okay thank you thank you Thank you. Sonia. Mine's a bit dark, too. Oh. Um, I think Caravan of Courage is about a planet that the Empire has been to and then, like, abandoned. And they basically just, like, pillaged and, you know, destroyed things. And the planet itself did not get destroyed. There are still people living there. But it's about the, the I guess, survivors of that Imperial um, occupation um, going around the planet trying to see how everybody else is doing and like see what the state of the planet is and they're brave while they're doing it wow okay Okay. they are brave okay uh all right okay thank you thank you um so i was i was a bit shady here you guys and and i did something (gasps) i did something to make to make it make sure it worked uh the full title is caravan of courage colon an Ewok adventure, but I figured uh, that that was I figured that was too close. So this is actually the other Ewok movie. People talk about the Ewok movie, but they rarely mean this one. Um, this is a made-for-TV movie, uh, and uh, it does it does star Warwick Davis as the lead Ewok. Uh, I can't remember his name. Wicket, yes. Um, but um, it sort of centers around these two siblings and their family's star cruiser gets wrecked on the moon of Endor <laughs> and the Ewoks help them, uh, I think save their parents essentially is what the, Cute. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just the sort of, uh, it's written 
by George Lucas, so, you know, it's, it's from back in the day. And uh, it's just sort of a crazy little Ewok adventure that uh, periodically cuts to black because it's supposed to be made for TV. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town, the Kramer IMAX Theater at oh. the Saskatchewan Science Center, standing at over 306 lying down Ewoks tall. <laughs> Ew, what are they doing? <laughs> They're just stacked. They're forming a, a Ewok pyramid to belly to belly to back. Yeah, yeah. Most are base. Oh most God. are base, right? And you maybe lose two, three per level, but uh, that's how <laughs> tall it is. <laughs> that's we, miss <laughs> we miss you. We miss you. We miss you. Even those theaters, you guys. They're opening up. They're they're opening up. Well, yep. you won't see me there. I'll tell you what. I don't. I, don't I know. know we won't even work. see you. We won't even see you at book club. <laughs> She's cautious. Let alone a movie theater. She's cautious. She's a she's a cautious queen, and I respect yeah. that. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for the game. Anytime. As disturbing as that image was to all of us, <laughs> I I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I just imagine them using each other in their their pranks, like they just pull out, like, something, and then all the Ewoks roll down a hill and squash people. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Okay, so let's watch another spinoff that I watched this week. Or let's talk about it, I should, I should say. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes! Now, this is from 1978. It is the year after they made A New Hope, so it's only the second time that people see these characters. <laughs> Which is wild. It's really wild, and it only aired, I think Legend is it aired once, and never again. Uh, in fact, most, George Lucas has said that he would try to track down every copy and destroy it personally if he had his choice. <laughs> so he knows it's bad? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's um, got and to. I found this masterpiece on YouTube, which I think you all can, and it's... It's worth it. Yep. I unfortunately didn't take any sort of adult gummy beforehand. Yes. Yeah, maybe that would have helped me. <laughs> I think that would have helped. Um, so the, basically the plot is it opens innocent enough um, that uh, Chewie and Han are in, a, in the ship, in the Millennium Falcon. They're trying to get home to Kashyyyk, where Chewie's family lives, to get there for life day. Which, you know, some sort of celebration. And Han's like, you always get home for life day. I'll have you there. Don't worry about it. And then we get, we meet his family. And Sonia, do, do, would you like to speak to the family? Yeah. So we, we meet Chewie's family. We have his dad, Itchy. <laughs> his wife, Mala, I think, right? Yeah. And then his son, Lumpy. Yeah, Lumpy. And, and they and Lumpy Lumpy's <laughs> yeah. face is so horrifying. They all are pretty horrifying to look at, to be honest. And I don't mean yeah. that as a slight against Wookiees. I think Wookiees <laughs> as a people are very beautiful and powerful. Yes. This specific character design of these three Wookiees is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I like Matt Itchy's Itchy has a, a chin that I think the pu- the puppeteer operated with their hand. Because it was like a really aggressive underbite, like an old man with no dentures, I think they're trying to do. And then he could like move it like like a yip-yip from Sesame yeah. Street. Just like move it quickly. And it was disturbing. It was. And also, the film begins with, not even kidding, 10 minutes of just Chewbacca noises, <laughs> yeah. but no subtitles. <laughs> and they just are speaking to each other. And you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, like, you can kind of guess at some of the context when you're like, okay, so she's telling the child to take out the garbage. Got it. Okay, got it. (laughs) But then other times they have, like, extended conversations where it's not clear what's happening. No. And they just are having a conversation. I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't understand. And also, Itchy is, I, like, borderline abusive to Lumpy. He hits him all the time. Yeah. And, like, yells at him. Or aggressively 
aggressively Chewbacca noises yeah. that I took as yelling. <laughs> it certainly sounded like yelling. Maybe that's cultural and we don't understand, but yes. um, Lumpy didn't have an easy time of it, I'll tell you what. I wonder, anyway, so I wonder if those subtitles the, were lost. Gonna, maybe they I'm were. I'm going to Google it. I'll Google it. Because it would make a lot more sense. Um, anyway, the setup of it is um, a variety show, basically. Yeah. Like they... They said they have a few guest stars pop in. Really good guest stars, also. They have like Diane Carroll. They have B. Arthur, whose credit is Beatrice Arthur. Yeah. Um, and just like they have pretty big names popping in to either sing a song or like do a skit. None of it really makes sense plot wise. Literally, they just have like dozens of different holographic technology items in their home which i'm like wouldn't you have like one thing that plays a hollow but no they all have their own and they're all in different shapes and stuff um and then yeah they all just like watch different either musical performances or like in one case a circus performance okay i think the the way (laughs) that i knew that things were going south was when lumpy turns on the sort of it's like that chessboard thing that chewy plays all the time and gets angry he turns that on and then all of a sudden, all these costumed circus performers roll out onto the onto the chessboard and do they do, use the uneven bars? They are doing flips and cartwheels, and he just watches them with a sick expression on his face, like <laughs> wide, wide grease black eyes, and just clapping and clapping. And it felt kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing is just, like, a trip, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and at one point, the Sonya texted me about this today. But, oh, yeah. Um, Itchy, the grandfather, receives a gift. Um, and it's like a virtual reality sort of machine. And the man that was describing it to him was like, you're gonna like it. And it's kind of like, oh. What is yeah, it? he's like, it'll be a happy life day indeed. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> And then it cuts to him watching sort of a, you know, a hologram of Diane Carroll uh, in a beautiful sort of alien woman costume. As you do. But just, but not really, just like a sequin sort of, like, wig. Yeah, like almost just a showgirl outfit. Yeah. But then make it a bit space. Yeah, a bit space. And she eventually sings a song, which is a very nice song, but it begins with her being like, Basically acting like a kind of phone sex operator. Yeah. She's and like, I know you've been looking for me. And we're going to have fun together. And you're like, what's happening? It was like overtly sexual. Yes. And Itchy is like, they cut to Itchy outside. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And smacking his little lips. And it was like, also gross. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like. Isn't this for children? Like, what is this? That's that's 100% of the sex that's in Star Wars. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, that was all of the sex was her. Uh, I will say that um, I could not find if there were missing subtitles or not in my cursory search here. But uh, I did find 850 billion results that said that the holiday special is not canon. Like, well, it's that like the thing that, right. I think I think Disney has paid for that to come up on the search <laughs> results. Like, like not this is not this is an ad. It's not canon. Just so everyone yeah. knows. Yeah, because I think that I read somewhere that uh, Carrie and um, and Luke and Han Solo all were contractually obliged to do this because Honestly, their heart you can is kind of tell <laughs> their heart is so not into it. They they're on, they're only really in it for like small clips, like maybe a couple minutes total, mm-hmm. and all of them just are so like. Okay, here we go. Oh, look, it's Chewbacca's family calling us. Yeah. Let me get Hi, back Mala. to fixing R2. Can I R2. speak to Chewbacca? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And Mark Hamill's wearing, like, full-on eye makeup for some reason. He's Not like, that yeah, I have a problem face... with it. It's just a very interesting no, styling. His face was really beat for some reason. <laughs> and it was like, I don't really know why. And there's all that, well, it's that intense lighting, right? Like, it was, yeah. it's not a, yeah. No, they... Ugh. And then there are all these extended clips of like 
So there's this trader. I forget his name. I think he's like a big TV guy from the 70s, to be honest. I was like, I feel he like I know who this is. For the amount of like jokes that they made him, that they gave him. He's like the focus of it for like 20 minutes. And there's this mm-hmm. whole scene where some Imperial Guards come into his like trading post. And then there's sort of some quote unquote jokes about him like showing them his wares. It's so confusing. And you're like, why is this happening? The part that I loved the best was the apropos of nothing B. Arthur song number where she's on Tatooine running the cantina and then uh, the Empire imposes a curfew and then she has to sing a song to get everyone out of the cantina for some reason. Yeah, and she just is like, Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> yes. She's it's got very this long, musical theater. Wig. Yeah, yes. her wig's insane. Oh, and then there is a clip where a stormtrooper is like demands to watch one of their machines, and then so he plays him just a step Jefferson Starship <laughs> performance. Yeah, and they play a whole song. They just play a song. <laughs> anyway, and- I it, it's a. <laughs> It's one of those things where you're just like, who is this for? But in some ways, I appreciated it a lot, and I wish that they did one annually. Yeah. Because if they just did, like, every sort of, you know, comedian or uh, new act from the year, that would be incredible. Yeah, like, it's just, like, Kevin Hart running the trading post, and then, like, Casey Musgraves sings a space song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She, she could just year. perform Space Cowboy and it would be perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I, I'd i really do invite everyone to watch that because it's very funny. Yeah, it's worth it. Spoiler alert, they all make it home and they all celebrate Life Day. And then and they all, 3PO makes and they this all wear, kind of sad oh. comment about how he wishes that he and R2 were actually alive. He's <laughs> like, I like, wish that we could celebrate Life Day, but we're not alive. But we're not real. And you're like, oh. Dark. Okay. Um, also, they all wore these like red, all of the Wookiees wore these big red gowns because I read that there's not a budget for a bunch of Wookiee costumes. <laughs> So they could just make a bunch of masks. Oh my god. That's brilliant, actually. It's It's brilliant. Um, Okay, is there any other Star Wars spinoffs that you guys have watched this week? Uh, I do want to bring up... uh, It was the game for a few weeks ago, and I was able to watch a bit more of it. But the animated Star Wars droids, Mm. uh, the cartoon about... um, it's, It's pretty nuts. It's like... The best way to describe it is if G.I. Joe was a Star Wars show, but also as cheaply animated as possible, so just mm. trying to cut corners literally everywhere. Um, I don't like. I don't even know if I should recommend people watch it. It's on YouTube. It's like a few hours. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep watching it or not. I have no clue. It's just this super weird thing. Like, it's just... If you like Boba Fett, watch it. That's what I'll say. Mm. End of end of recommendation. Okay. Boba. In it for the, a, a bit. Okay, sorry to take us back to the holiday special extravaganza. <laughs> but um, you know the little animated segment? Oh, yeah. It was disgusting. Was there, but was there like a, a show, an animated TV show of Star Wars? Or was that just a one-off where they just made a little animated thing? I don't know. I don't think there was a show. Because hmm. I was like, Cause it had the exact I, same animation as Inspector Gadget, and I was like, I kind of like it. It did, you're right. <laughs> I found the animation so disgusting. Everyone's fa- <laughs> everyone's faces were so twisted and stretched and warped. And it was like, it was like when people draw you on like a pier somewhere. Uh, it was like they used that sort of artist for everyone. And, like, Han Solo's face is, like, a long, like, greyhound snout. Oh, I was, like, so disturbed by every character. That's so funny. Okay, sorry. That was my derailing. Well. I'm now trying to see uh, if there's any. If we have no more Star Warsians, I guess we can bid the end to our summer of Star Wars. Yeah. That was fun. What a fun journey that was. 
well, I guess uh, this is the last point to ask, but I think I know the answer, and that's, uh, do you guys like Star Wars? Yeah! I like Star Wars! <laughs> I do. It's a, it's a real... There's so much to it, and some yeah. of it's really bad, but mostly the, I really like it. The best part and is that if there's something you don't like, you can just be like, nope, and leave it behind. <laughs> yeah. True. It really sparked my interest in seeking out Ahsoka Tano. Oh, yeah. There you go. I want to see what her deal is, and I think I'm going to watch the Clone Wars. Okay. Well, what about uh, some Whatcha Watching? What? Sonia, this is the section called Whatcha Watching. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. You know that I get a bit jarred when we don't officially <laughs> announce that that's what's happening. <laughs> and I'm like, is that mean? What does that mean? So thank Should you, we Sean. go into it? Let's do it. Um, I decided that I needed a cry this week. So I decided to watch A Star is Born, which I haven't seen, like, probably since shortly the after Star it came Born out. The Star is Born Summer. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Lady Gaga one? The Lady Gaga one, the most yeah, recent okay. one. Um, and I actually quite enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I still, especially, ah, uh, like, the first half of that movie is so good it just really clips along the music's so good and then yeah once it gets sad it does drag a little bit more but um oh i i did enjoy it quite a bit and i did cry so so i just i never i can never not think in that last scene about how much you specifically hate that song sean i don't like the song it's not a very good song it's not it doesn't fit i feel like um, yeah. But so that always takes me out of it, too, because it's so funny. I specifically think of you being mad about that song. But, <laughs> so that's what I watched this week. What about you, Jeremy? Uh, okay. This is going to be a this is a big road. Great. So uh, I, was this yesterday or the day before? I, I turn on the Netflix, and number one trending in Canada, top pick for me, Eurovision Song Contest? <gasps> Oh, yeah. I just listened to a podcast with Will Ferrell, and he uh, was talking about it. I, so I, I, am, I have like 30 minutes left on this thing. Um, but Jeremy, wanna... do you know what Eurovision is in real life? I knew what Eurovision was, okay. yes. And a part of me thinks this whole thing is just to get Americans interested in Eurovision. Mm. I'm not, I don't know if that's true or not. I have also been very curious if um, like England is still in with this whole Brexit thing. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but um, probably because there are other countries that aren't members of the EU that are still part of Eurovision. Oh, okay. I think, well, I, mean, I, think yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that's true. No, that's that's fair. Mm. Um, on one hand, it's kind of pretty awful. Mm. Have you guys seen any of this yet? No, no I, but... I heard it was disappointing. And as someone who finds Eurovision deeply fascinating and hilarious, mm-hmm. I want to like it, and so I'm scared to watch it. Um, and it, well, well, anyway, there, there's a lot of things like, like Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams have this like love thing going on. And like, I can't, like he looks 80 and she looks 12. Like it just doesn't look like it would, I don't know what their actual age difference is, but it's not working. It's like at least 20 years. So like, yeah. And there's a lot of sort of like weird stuff where it's like, they're faking those accents next to people who are not faking those accents. Mm. And it's just like fading in and out oddly enough will ferrell is better at it than rachel mcadams which i don't know if i would have guessed anyway on the other hand it's kind of just a really big celebration of eurovision and there's like a 10 minute like song interlude jam up not unlike what's been done in pitch perfect Mm. about like all these eurovision people and it like there's a lot of stuff going on like totally blending like gender and all these different other sort of weird things and that's all working like it's all functioning really well and uh i'm gonna keep watching it and i think it's okay it reminds me of like uh what's that blades of glory like it's a oh, lot yeah, like yeah that one. i i bet i got big, big uh, blades of glory vibes. but it's, it's definitely less stupid hmm. which, which i think is good anyway it might get but uh, it's still pretty stupid. I'm not trying to <laughs> take any yeah, he, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. He said that he, he he and his wife visit Switzerland every year for like 20 oh years God. they have. 
because uh, her family lives there or something. Rich, rich, anybody and, rich? Um, and, yeah, no kidding. And like nine years ago, he said they went to Eurovision because it was held there, and he saw Conchita first win, and he was like, "Why is this not?" a movie because it's so funny and so weird mm. and then he's like every year i just kept expecting someone to do a film about it and no one would so then he's like so this year i had time and i was like i'm gonna finally make my year of version movie yeah anyway yeah check it out it's just really different mm. wow i i will check it out i'll yeah, see how where we're too. at um so this is not a what you're watching but more of a what you're reading mm. um so i read for a book club an author named lisa jewel who i had never heard of before uh and she had a lot of books when i went to go sign her out and i was like oh that's surprising of someone i've never heard of and then i read it and it was a very dark beach read and you know just like very formulaic a million red herrings and i read it so quickly in a couple hours and then i got another book from her and read the same and like in the same amount of time and so yeah i've just been soaking up what this woman does she's like a witchcraft the witch of you know making engaging stories and she's written i think one a year for like 20 years wow and they're not very good but she's like kind of the what's the jillian flynn maybe of mm. just like a really engaging story but you just like i cannot put this person's book down totally so that's what i've been doing the last two days mm. cool um i don't know if i suggest her or not but <laughs> if you like killing a couple hours and just like powering through a book she's your gal okay we what am i gonna try to say we'd like to thank saskatoon Segarius for letting us use the song manatuna for our theme song thanks to cjtr and all of you for lending us your ears the show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on the CGOTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow, and have a great night. Bye! Bye! Bye.